Good afternoon. Welcome to our podcast, Home Visiting Conversations, which has been developed by the University of New Mexico Center for Development and Disability Home Visiting Consultation Team with the support of the New Mexico Early Childhood Education and Care Department. I am your host, Rachel Morsbach, a University of New Mexico Center for Development and Disability Home Visiting Consultant. And I have the pleasure of speaking with John Acuna, father of four boys, with one baby on the way to discuss fathers, how to prepare for baby. Hi, John. How are you doing today? Good afternoon, Rachel. I am doing well. Thank you. Honestly, I've been on the go, go, go with my partner initiating the nesting process, and we're still living between two homes. So the work has been nonstop for a couple of weeks now. It's definitely a ton of work from what I remember with my current uh, youngest now being 11 years old. Wow, your youngest 11 with a baby on the way. That's that's, right. that's awesome. Congratulations. Um, we, we actually are so grateful for the time you're offering and your expertise today to support families in New Mexico regarding fathers and mental health. I really am looking forward to learning all about what you have to share with us today. I guess working on my fifth child and raising uh, four other boys as a single father for many, many years, I've built some experience. I don't know if I would necessarily classify me as the expert, more on the category of then and now experiences. Um, this time around, the preparation seems so much more intentional. Um, since I've been a manager monitor for home visiting in the state of New Mexico um, and, and learning, you know, soaking up all the information from the experts and also being a lot older now. Yeah, exactly right. I feel like as we get older, and as we experience different things, that intentionality really can help a lot. And it makes so much sense what you you said. The, I think you're an expert with your kiddos. Um, and we're, we're just looking forward to what we have to share and talk about today. And during our time together, we really would love home visitors in New Mexico and parents of young children to consider and have an awareness of the mental health of expectant fathers, as well as how to support the mother after baby is born, right? So you talked a little bit about the difference between older children and now having a baby on the way. What do you think it yep. is different in your preparation from your older children to now? Uh, I think, you know, when I really think about it and, you know, with my first four children, I kind of had the backseat and was there following their mother as the sidekick. And we were so young, so we were learning as we went on, you know, um, playing the role of father seemed like I only needed to physically be present. And I didn't necessarily give an afterthought or a second thought to also ensuring I was also mentally and emotionally present. Mm -hmm. Being older now and raising my boys independently for many years, like I said, um, and now truly understanding the importance of physically, uh, mentally and emotionally present, I am so much more intentional and cannot think ahead. You know, I can plan ahead. Think about those times where I told myself, man, I should have done this different. Now I actually do have that opportunity to do it differently and shoot for a greater outcome. I guess um, when thinking about it, one of the main differences from back then to now starts before the baby is even here. It starts with the prenatal checkups and ultrasounds. When I was younger, I didn't even see the importance of ensuring I was at every prenatal checkup, every ultrasound, all the blood work draws. I know that life happens and dad might not always be able to attend those events, but showing up and sitting right next to mom and she's having to go to all these doctor's visits, 
brings reassurance that you are supportive, that you are a team and that you will be there. Trust me when I say this, the little things do matter. Absolutely. And I I love that you said that and the intentionality that you have this time around. And I'm sure you had intentionality the last other times, right? But like you said, being older and learning more about um, what home visiting has to offer and the, the education through being a manager monitor definitely makes a lot of sense with, with you here right now. And I, I completely agree that with, with all those things that you said, the importance of attending those checkups, the ultrasounds, all those things that are so important. So I, I really appreciate that perspective. So in thinking about that, what awareness can you bring to fathers about what the mother has gone through, as well as understanding your needs as an expectant father? Well, I think it's very important to understand that after she gives birth, mom's going to need help, right? Both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking on the emotional side, ensuring she does get a mental break from the very dependent baby. Mom's instinct is to do it all. Feed the baby, change the baby, calm the baby. But as fathers, we can do all of that as well. It's uh, quite simple, honestly. Just grab the bottle, warm some breast milk or baby formula, go into the other room and allow mom to get some shut-eye. Doing this also allows you to get those important opportunities to ensure that you are also bonding with baby, which is very, very important. The physical side, um, helping with baby also gives her a break to do things for herself. Her basic human needs are to be met. And in doing so, she can recharge her nurturing tank for all those around her, including dad. As much as society says otherwise, dads also need love and attention. We we know that one for sure, you know. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, you know, trying to be intentional with my responses and really thinking about then and now and, and kind of doing a little bit of uh, research and whatnot. Um I did find that, believe it or not, in some cultures, a 40-day lay-in-bed period exists where mom rests. They are cooked for and cared for while they get their strength back because we know pregnancy, birth, and breastfeeding truly is a big job for the human body. Wow, Um, I didn't know that. That's really neat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the things that you find out when you actually dive into it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also taking back a little bit and thinking about my personal experience, you know, when my partner um she tends to feel bad because i'm cleaning the house making dinner for the family running errands doing all the duties um she tends to feel bad because she feels as she isn't pitching in as much so i'm legitimately always constantly having to remind her you are pregnant in 24 hours a day you are actively creating greatness and that is more than enough wow yes exactly right i'm so glad that you reinforce that for her and help her recognize that just being pregnant is doing so much. Oh, absolutely. But honestly speaking, in hindsight, thinking about yourself and what you are also needing is important uh, for dads, right? Taking those breaks and having those open conversations with your partner so both of you can express what you are feeling like a, when a break is needed. You cannot pour into others' cups if yours is empty. So replenishing and recharging is a must. And I'm I'm really glad that you shared that insight. It's so important for, you know, the father to recognize not only the emotional needs, but the physical needs and that both parents need that replenishing and recharging. It's definitely a must. I, I really appreciate that insight. 
And so in thinking about that, that's a lot to think about, right? When we think about our physical and emotional needs and those in the family as well. So how do you as a father then maintain the balance of the entire family when baby does come? Yes, absolutely. I, I it That's the tricky part, right? Mm-hmm. Just really, you know, determining what that definition really means and interpreting it to your family, you know, so making it personal. But, um, but you, you, when I thought about it and, and, you know, becoming a father, one of the things that we get so good at is putting others needs for our own. But being a good father isn't about sacrificing yourself. It's about learning to keep yourself well while also accommodating the needs of others. Right. We know that there's going to be an adjustment period for everyone when the new baby joins the family. And overnight, you become less in control of how you spend your time um, than before baby was here. So uh, just some things to really think about, you know, balance with the children, uh, helping the other kids adjust, make special time for the each children every day. Luckily for me and my partner, we have, you know, we, we have a large family, uh, um, blended family, and we have one girl, you know, girly girl and, and the rest are boys. And all of them, they really enjoy um, sports. And we so happen to have an indoor basketball hoop in one of the common living areas in our house here in Albuquerque. So a full-out basketball game between dad and all the boys is something we tend to enjoy. And it also allows me to spend time with the boys um, before and, of course, uh, when baby is here, as long as we keep the noise down, right? (laughs) Right. I love that. I think that's awesome. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, of course, mom with with the girl, they can, you know, uh, get a a mani-pedi, the Mm -hmm. spa, you know, she can also have that opportunity to really – take that time with with the girly girl as well right right well um and like you said the intentionality behind it right and this is something that you talked about earlier is being intentional and it's it's helping the other children recognize that they're there that they feel heard that they're you know still able to have that relationship at even when baby does come so that i think that that's so important and it doesn't have to be all the time right it's It's something that you figure out, just like you said earlier, as a family, you figure out what works for you all. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, children benefit emotionally when their parents are in a good and happy place. Mm -hmm. And relationships can only stay good and happy when people choose to prioritize the relationship. So while you should always meet your baby's needs, that doesn't mean that you should always put your baby's needs before your relationship. Mm -hmm. That is something that we tend to uh, not even get a, give a second thought about, right? It, it, okay, right. the baby's here, the kids are here. And, and, you know, the relationship with mom and dad kind of take a back seat, you know? Okay. So we just got to remember that we were, you know, a couple. We were us, mom and dad, before the children were here. And we need mm-hmm. to ensure that we keep that at the forefront as well. So um, balance with the relationship, ensuring your relationship is strong after baby, um, I'm certain we know this one and it's kind of obvious, right? Go on dates. Mm-hmm. Dates with your partner after the baby is here can be taken for granted, but they hold so much value. Right. Um, continue to do things that you did before baby was here, like I said earlier. Um, my partner already knows. Any day of the week, she may get a random dozen of roses with cute little notes telling her how beautiful she is. Mm-hmm. Just ensuring that you take the time to let each family member know that even though the baby does take a lot of time and attention daily, they are still loved and valued as a member of the family. 
Right. And I love that. That reminds me of something I think we talked about before was when I had my first baby, I, I didn't stop doing things I enjoyed. And that one example is I, I would go to the movies still, and she was a really quiet baby anyway. So it kind of worked in my favor and I was able to continue to go to the movies. And so it's really considering that and thinking that, yeah, we, it doesn't stop it. We're still going to take care of the needs of our children and do what we need to do. And also, just like you said earlier, is we have to replenish so that we can be our best selves for everyone around us. Right. 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 Absolutely. And, you know, just you know, the concentrating on the, you know, in the efforts towards the relationship doesn't always have to be, and is it, isn't always possible to necessarily have a date night. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my partner, you know, we'll, we'll need to grab stuff for dinner. We'll need to go pick up some prescriptions or we'll, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? It's her and I separating ourselves and just us two driving to the store together to go get, you know, the groceries needed for dinner, go pick up the prescriptions, you know, go run some errands, just turn an eye so we can all take that opportunity to really uh, focus on a relationship. Right. I love that. And I really, I appreciate the insight that you shared. It really is good insight about how to balance. And, and as you think about how your life will change with baby, what do you think home visitors can, should consider as they support a family that is welcoming their first baby, maybe their second, maybe their third? What do you think that would um, look like? Well, I think, you know, if you think about how your life is going to change with the baby, it's important that you also plan for how you're going to continue to take take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Our culture doesn't always ensure uh, encourage dads to be vulnerable or spend time caring for their own well-being, but it's definitely very important mm-hmm. um, when really diving into this and you know looking up uh, statistics and research and you know ensuring that I had you know the correct information to provide. You know, um, I found out that one in four men actually do suffer from postpartum depression. Wow. So, even if that dad does not want to participate, include him in the screenings and referrals uh, for counseling. If mom is feeling some sort of postpartum depression, the likelihood for dad to be feeling some sort of postpartum depression is honestly pretty high. Right. And, right. and, and you know, just some things that can really, you know, increase that or add up, you know, some things that can cause the postpartum depression in fathers is, of course, the sleep deprivation, right? Baby's mm-hmm. going to be up. Uh, a lot of the nights, uh, uh, mom's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of, you know, nights where sleep is at a minimal. So sleep deprivation, you know, the finances, mom might not be working, dad's having to do all the work, you know, he comes home, he still takes care of the baby. So that that's another one. And then of course, history of depression. If there's also um, somebody that currently has a history of depression, the, the chances for them to also suffer from postpartum depression is high. Mm. And, some of the signs that the home visitors and, you know, moms can really pay attention to, you know, anger, irritability, spending more hours at work and away from home and isolating himself. Mm-hmm. So life during this time can be very busy and dad's mental health can be pushed to the side and seem unimportant right now. If you do see that dad is showing any signs of unusual anger, irritability, isolating himself, or spending more hours at work away from home, please check in with him and have those conversations. I do think that we need to, you know, give 
our moms, you know, the home visitors, the tools to be able to really recognize when these conversations need to be held. Right. No, I, I appreciate all of that, that insight one in four. And that just shows you fathers need people too, right? They need support as well, just as much as mothers. And it's really trying to consider that even more and thinking about that as a home visitor. And and just what we're trying to do here is bring more awareness of how important it is for the home visitors to involve the fathers um, in their the visits, like you said, and encouraging them to complete those tools and screenings together. It, it's so important to think about those things. I, I love that you shared that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you, me and you know, uh, one of the biggest conversation, right, is, you know, how do home visitors approach fathers? Uh-huh. So I, I, that's something that the program managers should definitely be discussing with the home visitors, um, you know, throughout the year, you know, right. uh, how to approach that, how to get him engaged. Um, that's the, 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 the key in, right. It's just, uh, those opportunities to get that engaged. Absolutely. And really thinking about some additional things, ideas to contemplate as a home visitor. And just like you were talking about the program manager, having conversations with their home visitors about what that looks like in their community, Ensure your program is culturally sensitive and inclusive of fathers from diverse backgrounds. Your outreach efforts, you know, to make fathers aware of the program, including social media, community events, local organizations. There's so many efforts that we can make through outreach um, when we think about our fathers. Start engaging fathers from the very beginning. So share the benefits, right, at the very beginning of your conversations with these families and how their involvement does impact their child, right? Um, I I know that I hear a lot about the flexible scheduling options to accommodate fathers, so really considering that. Developing resources and materials specifically tailored to fathers' needs and concerns. Using inclusive language in program materials and communications is really important to think about so that fathers just really feel welcomed and encouraged to participate. I think it's it really is ultimately creating an open environment, right? Creating an inclusive environment that encourages that support because we all we want our fathers to be active and involved in their child's life, right? And we know that it does a, a impact them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so John, this has been awesome. That you, a lot of the insight you shared is is really been eye opening to me, and it definitely enlightened me. Some of the things that you shared with us today, and I really am grateful for the time that you have spent and dedicated for us to. And, and again, I'm going to say expertise, sharing your expertise <laughs> about fathers and what that looks like, as well as your dedication to your family and to the families of New Mexico. So I really am grateful for our time. I I do appreciate that. Thank you, Rachel. I have uh, definitely enjoyed it. And, you know, any opportunity to really shed some light and and giving, you know, more information for a father's perspective, I am always here. Yes. And we appreciate you so much. And additionally, we actually have prepared some tips and resources filled with advice for you home visitors to share with your families as you support them. So we hope you will join us for our upcoming podcast hosted by the UNM Center for Development and Disability Home Visiting Conversations. Take care and stay well.